Hello everyone, this is Jennifer Bryant and welcome to the Practical Family Podcast where we are building strong foundations and healthy homes. Welcome back Practical Family community. We are here today with a special guest. I've invited Miss Katie Bennett to come on. Now Katie is a blogger at embracingasimplerlife.com and Katie has inspired me for the past couple of years because when I just first started out blogging, I was looking actively for other people who were uh, like-minded, who were doing what I was doing because when you tell your friends and family, oh yeah, I'm a writer, I'm a blogger, a lot of them look at you like, um, okay, what does that even mean? And so it's kind of hard to to find your people if if not a whole lot of people are doing it around you. So when we go and we seek out other like-minded friends, and it's often in the online world. And when I came upon Katie's website, I was so impressed because of the simplicity, just there just wasn't a whole lot of fluff. There wasn't distracting. You know, we can go to certain websites and, and you feel like, oh, there's that, or I could click on that, or I click on that. No, her message is simple, straightforward, and she's all about encouraging families to embrace simplicity. So I want to welcome today Katie Bennett. Katie, thanks for coming on to the Practical Family Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Jennifer. Well, Katie, you are in uh, Missouri, you said, right? Yes, I am. I've lived in Missouri my whole life, out in the country. Out in the country. Now, what is that? What What does that mean, country? Because we're talking before the show about uh, my assumption that everybody who lives in the country has animals, but <laughs> that is not the case, right? No, no, we don't. We're not really animal people, but we might have a garden next year. Um, we actually lived in the, the city for eight years in St. Louis, Missouri uh, area until a year ago. So we're back to my hometown now. So we live outside of a 5,000 population town. Wow. And um, we're right on the outskirts, out of the city limits, on 55 acres with a private lake. And it's just absolutely gorgeous. But um, we, both my husband and I, work from home and we homeschool our kids. So we spend a lot of time together as a family and also a lot of time out in the country on our computers, which is kind of an oxymoron, but <laughs> it's just, it's the way that God has brought us. And um, it's really exciting just taking steps of obedience and seeing where he's going to lead. Hmm. Wow. That is, that is very cool. I mean, it, it, kind of like we used to call it at home, like forced family time, like, okay, let's be home together at this time and sit down. And it's like, but when you're out in in God's creation on 50 <laughs> acres, like where else are you going to yep. go? You know, yep. that, that is incredible. We, oh. we try to hook it up our driveway on nice days to visit our 93 year old neighbor, nearest neighbor, oh. who's a quarter of a mile away. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's, it's really sweet. We love where we are and the situation that we're in. It's good. Oh, well, that's beautiful. And, and you've been blogging for how long has it been now? I think my son was one, so we'll say three and a half years. Okay, okay. I, yeah. Yeah, but with young kids, you do it with young kids and finding time for it, and you and your husband are both doing the computer thing, and that that's just, it's just very cool, like the, the places that, that God leads us to in life, that we we don't have to do it 
alone that you've obviously found a lot of connection in the online community, but you're also able to live simply just away, away from big city, away from, you know, you can walk to the neighbors, but that is a cool setup. I really like that. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, when I started my blog, I lived in on a postage stamp lot in a suburb of St. Louis. And my simple living journey wasn't at all about the elegance of being out in the country with no TV and a gorgeous fireplace where you burn fires and sit together as family. It was nothing like that. It was really about survival in a very stressful time of life where I had um, a new baby. I, well, I had two children by that point in time and I was not good at homemaking. So it was really kind of a lifeline for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really how it all got started. And now here I am. I've just seen it evolve and build and, you know, only God knew where any of it was heading, but it's been, it's been a good journey, but it's not just, you know, the end goal is not just to move out into the country of um, embracing a simpler life. It's really so much deeper and so much more um, just at a heart level of choosing contentment and gratitude and soaking and pressing into the things that really do matter. Mm. So, Katie, was there like a specific point in time is you talked about having a hard time as, as a young mother, not really understanding the homemaking thing. What was it that motivated you to embrace that to, to say, we need to, we need to cut back on stuff or was it cutting back on stuff or was it just kind of shifting a mindset toward simplifying life? What did that look like for you? Yeah. So Good things do come out of Facebook every once in a while. I know we have our skepticism about that, but um, a friend had shared a blog post on Facebook and I read it. It was about a mom who took all of her kids' toys away, all of them, because she just saw how um, there's just ingratitude and entitlement in their heart. And it was kind of an experiment that she did. And after a few months, she started giving them back toys just in smaller quantities than what they had had before, which was just this lavish amount with lavish Disney vacations and all this stuff that they just could not appreciate. So mm-hmm. that really was uh, a huge inspiration for me because I was struggling so much to run a home. I was a fairly new stay-at-home mom, and suddenly a lot of the burden of running the home was kind of falling to me, which made sense since my husband was working very long hours out of the house. Um, But it was tough, and I just couldn't keep up because my children were so young, they would dump out toys, but I really couldn't hold them responsible for cleaning any of it up. So it was a constant just cycle of chaos and stress and overwhelm. Mm. So after reading that blog post, I went and I reduced my kids toys to maybe one or two small baskets from probably a mountain that they had had before that. Um, And it was so incredibly freeing and fruitful and really changed the paradigm of my home and my day. Um, And my kids Like I saw good fruit in their lives, too. They didn't miss the toys that they no longer had because they were young enough. They weren't really aware. And they played much more contentedly with what was out 
the few things that were out because they weren't overwhelmed and overstimulated with so many choices. Mm. So Mm -hmm. that really snowballed as I had that success in one area. It, I began wanting to explore what it would be like to simplify and declutter my home in other areas. And, um, I just took it one step at a time and it was kind of addicting because the results so far exceeded the amount of time and energy I had put into the initial project. Mm -hmm. So, and then, um, over the months I really realized a, that blog posts have a place that blogs have a place because I had never followed a blog before, but that one post had had such a complete impact in my life. So I began to understand the place that blogs have. And I began feeling called to start a blog kind of based on my kind of based on my simplifying um, journey and also my passion for eternal perspective, which is kind of a whole nother story. But that's how I got started. It was about survival. Oh, wow. So you had to come to a place when you looked at what was going on and you felt the effect of the clutter, just seeing that one blog post. And that's very inspiring, too, for especially for us as writers. And, you know, how do you explain what the problem is without like being judgmental or like, oh, yeah, your family has too much stuff, you know, you need to get rid of your stuff. It, it we, we can't do that. You have to look at yourself first and what's going on in, in, in you. And, and it's cool that that experience that you had is what birthed bracing a simpler life to hopefully inspire other people. That's, that's my whole objective with practical family. I mean, let's get down to the, yeah. to the, to what matters more. It's mm-hmm. definitely what I hear in your story. So, Katie, do you still find yourself or your family um, fighting hindrances to simple living? Like, what what do you still deal with on an on an ongoing basis where you need to look at your stuff and just say, "Okay, no, that's got to go," or "Okay, no more of that." It, do you still have times like that? Oh yeah, it it's the constant inflow. It just it's really amazing because we don't buy our kids a lot of things or ourselves a lot of things. And we don't send our kids to public school even. So we don't have things coming home that way, Mm -hmm. but from their church activities, from gifts that they receive, from things that we need to replace in our wardrobes or around our house, there's always, there's so much that's always coming in and it requires the constant maintenance of taking other things out Otherwise, you're going to end up right back where you started a lot faster than you ever thought possible or ever wanted. So there's a constant inflow of stuff that you have to be mindful of. But honestly, once you've really taken on the mindset of embracing a simpler life, you've resolved to do it and you've kind of gone through your house for the first time, it's much more natural to maintain and keep it going. So that is helpful. And Mm -hmm. also it's easy to get busy. I think another part of the simpler life that we want is to be unhurried, to be um, able to soak life in and not be grouchy or sleep deprived, but to really be wise about the commitments that we're making, but also ready to lay all that down at any moment to follow Christ. Priority. That's what I, that's the word I'm hearing right now is how we choose to prioritize kind of has to be based on, well, what's more important? Is it the here and now? Is it what I can schedule myself for or what I want to keep because, oh, it makes me feel good or it makes my kids feel good versus 
what the, what you, you talked earlier about having that eternal perspective. And I, and I want to get to this because you've actually written a book that's coming out on eternal perspective, which brings yeah. all the simplicity to which grounds it. So can you, can you tell us mm. a little bit about what, what that book is going to be like? Yes. So prior to reading the blog post, that changed my mindset about stuff and really brought, set me on that journey. About the six months prior, I had been on this really intense spiritual journey with God where I was just reevaluating everything and um, just struggling with fear and eternity and trying to wrap my mind around all of it. And at the end of this whole struggle, I just came out with this faith that was unlike anything I could ever have on my own, but God poured it into me and it was such a gift and a blessing. But through that time and through um, just the stretching and growing that he did in my life, he caused me to see everything differently. So I began realizing the things that were passing away that weren't meaningful. And I also began reflecting and searching scripture to try to figure out what does matter and what will last past today. And I just saw that, mm. you know, pursuing the things of the world versus pursuing eternal things like that, the, the scales are so incredibly unequally balanced and we are so foolish when we pursue the things of the world um, mm -hmm. at the expense of God's kingdom. And that's really kind of what I got to flush out in the book that I wrote. It's a 90-day devotion, actually, because I feel like changing your perspective requires a lot of um, time to reflect and time to let it soak in. So I just want to break it down into bite-sized pieces. It's put into three different sections. So it's meant to be a journey. So the first section is trying to help you see the meaninglessness of things that you might be consuming your life with, whether it is um, pursuing your own happiness or idolizing wealth or idolizing the opinions of others. Um, it's basically 30 different idols that I, I had, honestly, in my life as a Christian that God broke when he changed my perspective. And then the second section is all about setting our hearts on heaven and just kind of exploring what scripture has to say about um, what really matters and sowing that perspective really deeply into the life of the reader. And then the third section is all about pouring meaning back into everything that I stripped meaning from at the beginning, basically. So I might have told you that your um, ambition is meaningless in the first section, but in the third section, I get to show you how God can use that for his glory. So it's kind of like, it's, it's important to be, you know, in sequence. I feel like the last section is just so triumphant and sweet and glorious when, if you've really allowed God to break down all the idols and till up the soil and plant the seeds, that there's going to be a really powerful fruit at the end. So that is my book. It's called Heavenly Minded Mom, A 90-Day Journey to Embrace What Matters Most. You can pre-order it right now on Amazon, and it will release April 3rd. Oh, awesome. Okay. And we will have those links on the show notes as well <clears throat> on Practical Family. So that sounds amazing, Katie. I absolutely love how 
how you structured it. Because we first, I, I love, I love, I think our pastor says it sometimes when, <clears throat> you know, he says people, people need to first realize that they're lost before they realize that they need to be saved, that they need a savior, right? And just in mm. this way that we need to realize what, which things are meaningless, like, right? What, what are we chasing? That's just not, it just has no value. It's, it's not eternal, right? It's not going to last in the long mm-hmm. run. So let's lose <clears throat> some of those things to realize what now we have room for to pour into and be filled up with. And those spiritual things are so beautiful. I love how, um, you, your comment on, on allowing Jesus to sort of till up the, the soil, right? Um, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm working on uh, with Practical Family right now when we talk about what it means to build strong foundations and healthy homes. The, the strong foundation part can get kind of muddled, I think, for families who, okay, I really want a good marriage. I really want to raise good, um, grateful, happy kids, but how do I do that? <laughs> you know, And so even mm. with talking about how to embrace simplicity, what we're saying is, first, we've got to let go of the stuff, whether it's physical stuff or mentals or emotional stuff, that doesn't allow us to see what God has for us, you know, and, and the soil of our heart that needs to be prepared to lay that foundation is, is really about what Jesus has already done and what he's already told us in his word. And, and families, if you're listening right now, I just, I want to encourage you practical family listeners that if you have felt defeated this past year, because just stuff. Life comes up and you don't know how to make sense of the stuff in your life or the people or the relationships or maybe uh, unexpected circumstances kind of just fell in your lap and you're like, great, what do I do with this now? I really want to encourage you, as, as Katie has just said, to when we return to Scripture, when we return to the heart of God, he, everything that we need is in Scripture and the hope and the peace that He brings us when we look to him, when we follow him, he will fill us. He will fill our hearts in that way. And for even this book to be on your heart, Katie, Heavenly Minded Mom, it just says everything about it, right? When we go back to him first, that the rest of our life just starts to fall into place and make sense. I mean, maybe not everything Mm -hmm. is going to go perfectly as our plans, you know, see perfection, but that God's eternal perspective is really so much bigger than ours. And I love that. Yeah. Mm. If you understand the trade-off, suddenly pursuing a house full of all the shiniest, latest, most beautiful things, suddenly that has no appeal. Or when you understand eternal perspective, suddenly running yourself into the ground, trying to please everyone and meet their expectations it holds no appeal. You're, you can just be set free just by seeing what truly matters is to please Christ. And um, yeah, it's, mm. it's really important to start with the why. And that's one of the things that I really emphasize at embracing a simpler life. I don't want to make your life simpler for the sake of simplicity because then you die and none of it matters. I want you to simplify your life so that you can be generous, so that you can live in a way that really matters and stores up treasures in heaven. 
Oh, amen. So that leads me to the, the next question then, because you talk about living with less stuff, less noise, less activity. Okay. And I love what you just said, because it's not for just for the sake of having less and, oh, look how minimalistic we are. And isn't it trendy and great? You know, it's, it's mm, not yep. that. It's about really how has living with less provided more opportunity for you in other areas? What does that look like? It has just opened up our hearts um, and, and our family to more gratitude, to more contentment, to more relationship, to more generosity. Um, yeah, like I mentioned, one of the things that we have chosen is to not have a TV. And that was partly just for accountability because I'm homeschooling and I also work from home. So I didn't want to... Um, lean on the TV as a babysitter, yes, I which <laughs> I can easily do. So it was just a good accountability for me in that. But I mean, just cutting some of these different things out of our lives and cutting a lot of spending out of our lives. And, you know, we, we really just have such more of a heart of contentment and we get to work on our relationships with each other as a family and figure out how we're going to serve outside the walls of our home. You know, we don't want to be secluded here um, and we try not to be. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been such a worthwhile, rich trade-off. So what practical tips can you give to our listeners today? Yeah, as far as practical tips, I actually have an entire free email course that I walk through a whole bunch of things, um, and I know you can put a link to that in the show notes. It's a five-part email course where um, I just take you through five steps to simplifying your life right now. Like within five days, you can see a difference. And they're really, it's not just about decluttering. It's really um, taking a look at your whole life and embracing that simpler life, what it means, start with perspective and go from there. But um, I wanted to offer a couple of different practical tips on this show. So I wouldn't just be repeating myself. Yeah. So for one, just start. I can't tell you how critical that is because it's easy to look at a house and a life that's complicated and out of control and cluttered and just be paralyzed by what seems to be a huge unattainable mess. However, if you will just pick a small project or just set aside 10 minutes a day and say, I'm going to force myself to work on my decluttering every night after the dinner dishes are cleaned up for 10 minutes and set a timer. Just start because it doesn't take as long as you think. And um, once you get started, you won't want to stop. So 10 minutes will easily become 45 and then you'll have a huge project done and then you'll get to live with the results and it'll, it'll really drive you to want to do more. My second one is... I want to suggest trying a spending freeze. Um, I kind of had this forced on me um, because during this whole simple living journey, I uh, we had a really tight budget and we didn't have any at all extra money to spend some months. And it really dredged things up in my heart. And it really caused me to contend with... Um, complacent materialism and the way that I was 
using shopping to kind of find fulfillment. And it really left me bumping up against a wall and feeling frustrated and just having to deal with these things in a really good way. And ultimately, the fruit was just a new understanding, a new gratitude and a new contentment. So I highly recommend it, even if you don't have to do that for your financial situation, you can make a commitment uh, maybe start with one month. Say this month, I I can buy groceries and you know a few things that are non negotiables. And then other than that, I will not spend absolutely any money on extra things. And and just really see what God does in your heart through that, and spend time. Um, just when you feel frustrated in that month, just to really sit in it and and take time to contend with those feelings and see what God wants to do in your life. Mm, A third one that I have is build routines. For me, I mentioned I wasn't a great homemaker. Um, It was just a point of struggle because I didn't know the daily routines that I needed to have into place. And I actually also have created an e-course surrounding this for homemakers who feel like their homes are out of control. Um, And I teach three cornerstone routines three critical mindset shifts and three types of projects where I really train you how to do them. But daily habits are extremely powerful to simplifying your life. If you can pinpoint a problem that's ongoing in your home or day and you can establish a routine to deal with it and discipline yourself to actually follow through with it until it's a habit and you're doing it without thinking, um, that is going to just lift an incredible burden off the rest of your day and really simplify um, simplify how your day is running and free you up for other things and really lift that mental and visual burden as well from your home. That course is called the Help for the Hopeless Homemaker online course. Um, and then my fourth one, I've already said this, And I I do think this is practical. If you want a simpler life, you need to gain perspective. Um, You can do this just by prayerfully reflecting on eternity, on this life, considering what is going to last and what's not, and really allowing yourself to marinate on that. I have a free um, 30 days to a heart set on heaven scripture writing plan because I like scripture writing. I think it's a good way to focus on what the Bible is saying and to slow down and really meditate on it as you're writing it out. So that plan is completely free. It takes about 10 minutes a day to do. Um, and then you can buy my book if you're interested in that. That is going to give you a just, I mean, I didn't leave anything out. It is the fullness of my heart, of what God has given me to share about perspective. And it's all there in a neat little package. So that's pretty cool, too. Oh, Katie, I love it. You've shared so many awesome, awesome things right now. Yes, please, please, listeners, go and check out those links to Katie's courses, her freebies that she's offering you today to just start, just start. Uh, I, I heard the greatest quote recently about clutter. Clutter is nothing more than postponed decisions. <laughs> we just got to decide. Oh my decide. goodness, that's right. <laughs> right? It's like, just make a decision. But what is so hard about making decisions? And I, I, I get it. I mean, I like to do a lot of things at, at once. And that's probably my biggest downfall. But like, maybe I make too many decisions. But also, I, I sort of feel paralyzed by how many options there are out there sometimes. And when you look at that, that 
visual clutter, whether it's physical stuff or the on your calendar or obligations or whatever, what if I make the wrong choice? What, people are going to be mad at me. People are going to be disappointed. I'm not going to please. Okay, I'm just not going to do anything and I'm just going to simmer in it or just pretend it's not there. And that can be the most debilitating thing in the world. So yes, absolutely, Katie, just start. <laughs> just do something small. Just choose one corner of the house or one drawer, one cupboard or something and do something small. It makes a huge difference. I totally agree. That is awesome, Katie. Thank you. We are going to wrap this up for today with just um, one more question that I have for you. And that is, what are your goals for this year? Like maybe just like your top three. Okay. Well, I have set a personal goal for myself this year to read the Bible through in a year. And that's something that I like to do every once in a while, because I think it's so critical to have that um, perspective, because the Bible interprets itself, and we really need to have the big picture. So that's something that I am really moving my my schedule around and, and being really disciplined to meet that goal. And I'm a month ahead right now, so I'm really excited. I'm maybe going to try to do it in half a year, which is a little bit more ambitious, but um <laughs> And my other two goals for the year are really to launch my membership site. Have I talked about this in the show? Uh, I don't no, want to repeat no, myself. No, not yet. No, we talked about it before the show. But yeah, what, what is that going to okay. look like exactly? Okay, so um, starting at the end of February, I am launching a membership site, which is just a huge passion project that I am um, working towards. It's for a group of women who want to really commit to take actionable steps to simplify their life. So every month, they're going to have a challenge posed to them, along with like a training and introductory webinar style video that I'm going to release. They are going to have a scripture to memorize that really it's all about building perspective and also um, just providing the why behind the project that we're working on. And then there's going to be a live mentoring video with me every single month where women can submit their questions. And I'm also going to introduce one mindset shift that will really be life-changing in this process of transformation. And along with that, there's an exclusive community and forums um, for members only. So that is going to be a, just a huge part of my year. I think after that launches, um, enrollment's going to close and it won't open again for six months. So I really want to invest in those women really specifically and produce great content and really help them achieve their goals and see life change. Um, if that's something that you're interested in, you can go to my website, embracingasimplerlife.com. And on the top right of the screen, you'll see a tab that says membership. You can click there and join the waiting list. That So that's a huge goal for the year. And then also launching my book is going to be just a really big focus. I'm excited about it. I want to... Um, I want to really pour myself into that process because I believe in the message, but I also know that God is going to, um, he's going to do what he wants with it. So I also have a lot of confidence in, in that. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, whether writing it was mostly for me and just helping me flesh out my ideas so that I can communicate them more effectively, the message God has laid on my heart, or if he's going to use it in other people's lives, you know, I'm just waiting to see, but that's, that's a big part of my 2018. And I'm so honored that I get to do that. 
Oh, absolutely. Well, that is amazing, Katie. I Again, I'm so blessed that you're moving forward with what God's put on your heart, that it started with you and your own journey and your own struggles, and, and that you're using it to inspire, or God's using that in you, actually, to inspire other women. So yes, go and check out her membership site. I'm going to go sign up for that today. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I need that for me, too. Awesome. <laughs> oh, that awesome. is great. Well, again, thank you, Katie. God bless you, and uh, we hope to have you back on the podcast someday. Thank you so much for having me. It has been a lot of fun. Well, what an encouraging word about what it means to have perspective as a Christian wife, mother, even dads. Dads, if you're listening to this too and you needed that extra encouragement toward what it means to really have that heavenly mindedness for your home and for your family, Katie Bennett has been a great resource for us today. And again, you can find her at embracingasimplerlife.com. And be sure to look at the show notes. I've listed her e-courses there and her freebies. We have that on the Practical Family show page as well. So you can look at that there too. We also have a resource at Practical Family available now for free download. That is the Kickstart Your Life workbook. I've included a discount code here for Practical Family podcast listeners only because if you're listening to the podcast, you are tuning in. You are wanting to connect with us in a real way, and you may even be a part of the community. If not, go to Facebook and uh, join the Practical Family community today because we have real discussions in there with real families, real people. And uh, let's continue this conversation about what it means to be heavenly minded and to take care of our homes. Again, you've been listening to the Practical Family Podcast, where we're encouraging families to build strong foundations and healthy homes. 